0: Good morning everybody, I'm Luke Grembin,
1: And I'm Caleb Burlingame.
0: And you are listening to The Factory Report. Today we're going to be discussing the last dance documentary about the 1998-89 Bulls. I don't know about you guys, but I was super pumped when I first heard about this um let's see i believe it was two weeks ago when i heard last dance what's this and my ears instantly perked up this this right here this is like the creme de la creme of the uh, espn's like 30 for 30 series like they already have a lot of good stuff with uh oj main america you know that obviously but this right here this is something that hasn't really been done before and i'm really excited for it how about you caleb
1: me myself not being the biggest fan of Michael Jordan, because I am a big, I am a big you know, Detroit Pistons fan, and I am a big LeBron James fan, so um, I can respect it. I've seen the episodes they are very well-crafted, and it's very entertaining, but as a disliker of Michael Jordan, uh, some of these episodes have me, have me having some thoughts, but we'll get to that later. But it is very well-crafted, and I do think it's something that we haven't really seen before.
0: Before we dive in, I just had a few quick thoughts. First of all, do you think Jordan was high when he was recording this? Like, I'm just like, right, right. my eyes were pretty red. He had, you know, he had, he had, he had a little, a little glass of something. I, I, I don't know. He, he looked, he looked a little, a little tipsy. Now he looked, he said everything correctly, but I don't know. Well, I don't know. What I do did
1: you, think that too when I was watching it.
0: When you're that rich, I mean,
1: you can pretty much do whatever you want.
0: <laughs> um. Also, do you think there will be another crying Jordan? Man?
1: I mean, at this point, yeah. By the end of the series, I mean, how many have there been so far? I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure there will be.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm sure the internet will find. We'll find
1: something. a way. <laughs> the internet always does.
0: All right. So let's dive into this. I do really like this documentary. I've already said that, but I've never watched Jordan play. <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, obviously <laughs> you and I are 20 years old. <laughs> um, so watching this is really exciting for me and understanding what all happened, I, I told you I've watched the other 30 for thirties. Mm-hmm. like, like before I watched OJ made America, I know I knew who OJ was, <laughs> but I never really understand. I never really understood who he was yeah. like, who did this person mean to everybody? Cause like, I I, w- I was talking to my parents and I was like, I'm watching something on OJ. And they're like, oh, the juice. I'm like, how do you guys know that? But like understanding the impact the player had, you never really get that unless you're either there or you have access to one of these documentaries.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that because growing up my dad was a fantastic Pistons fan. So the only knowledge I knew about Michael Jordan and the Pistons was what he told me. So what he told me was, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, didn't like Isaiah Thomas and they screwed the bad boys out of, you know, winning more championships and the bad boys ran through Michael Jordan. So, you know, my whole childhood, like eight, nine, 10, I was always, oh, I hate Michael Jordan, you know, go Pistons. Mm -hmm. And then watching this, I'm like, okay, you know, I still love the Pistons and I still have these opinions, but it is a little bit more, okay, this is the whole story. not Just what my dad was telling me when I was a three-year-old. Yeah, I I I think
0: that's... I think that's something really interesting. Also, so you brought up that the Pistons or that the excuse me, that the Bulls screwed the Pistons. What what you kind of see with the NBA is that every like five years or so there's a new team that rises up, it's their time to shine. So you had I believe it was Lakers and then the Celtics, or or no it was the other way around. They, I forget. They battled but,
1: pretty well in the eighties and the nineties. It was pretty both of them. Right. But.
0: So it was them then it was the Pistons for like three years, and then it was the yeah. Bulls. I thought it was really interesting how the Pistons. Everybody, nobody, nobody liked the Pistons, including the entire league. Like, um, because the league wanted Jordan to win a yeah, championship, and when the Pistons got in the way, they're just like, no, come on, like, what, are we doing? you doing? Know, we want Jordan to win this championship. I thought that was a really interesting like dynamic and it kind of like makes the Pistons kind of like legendary status. Yeah
1: I totally agree and every year the Pistons are bad I always just wish they'd get a moniker like when they were the bad boys they had that identity they had a team identity okay everyone hates us good I don't care if you hate us if you're not with us you're against us I think it's a great mentality in the NBA and I loved it when they were the villains and I truly wish that you know they'd bring back the bad boys and you know, get a team that are ruthless and just don't care and, you know, knock people down. Get flaggers yeah, people down. I don't care. At least that'll be fun to watch and at least they'll have some identity yeah. besides being the laughing stock mm-hmm. of the league. Because right now, Luke, no one wants to play in Detroit.
0: No, nobody wants, nobody's wanted to play in Detroit for Lions or Pistons for a while now, which is <laughs> since the
1: 2000s. It's like Chauncey Billups, you know, Rip Hamilton. Let's <laughs> say won yeah. that championship. It's yeah. just like it's been downhill.
0: Yeah. Do you think that the portrayal of the Pistons was accurate? I think since it was
1: Michael Jordan's documentary, and we all know that he hates Isaiah Thomas, that right. probably going to favor you know, making the Pistons look bad. At the same time, I know the Pistons weren't you know innocent. They were called the bad boys. They walked the out right, shaking yeah. their hands. But at the same time, Jordan screwed Isaiah Thomas off being off the Dream Team. He told them, yeah, he
0: that. said, if yeah.
1: Isaiah Thomas is on the Dream Team, I'm not going which Isaiah Thomas totally, you know, deserved. He was a finals MVP. So right. I don't, there's an obvious bias with Michael Jordan towards the Pistons. So I think they're shown a little in the bad light. Like when you go on Twitter, they're like, oh, screw the bad boys. All these people were talking crap about them. Right. But it's like, come on. It wasn't completely – it was different in the 80s.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I do think that the portrayal is a little bit off because they really showed them more as, like, thugs. Like they keep using the word, like, these are thugs. Yeah. You know, these are – They're horrible people, but like the truth of the matter is that they're still a lot of fun to watch. Like they were, they were still an offensive team. They scored over one hundred points per game during the season. Um, so they had really, they were a really mentally and physically tough team, and they used that to their advantage. And I think they didn't really count in the talent that they actually had like they'd say oh these guys are thugs we're better than them but they're actually really talented too yeah
1: they had bill lambeer joe dumars isaiah thomas you know they were dennis rodman before into the- yeah yeah, yeah. Was,
0: yeah they were they really were stacked good. in in
1: i think it was the east conference finals one of the years isaiah thomas played on a broken ankle in the fourth quarter and dropped like a ton of points
0: that was the finals that was the finals yeah yeah
1: and that just shows how mentally and physically tough they were. I mean, I'm sure they took him yeah. back to the locker room and pumped him full of, you know, the juice, but something to make his ankle,
0: juice. Yeah, to make yeah, his ankle
1: yeah. okay for the rest of the game. But the Pistons right. were such a, a little, Give him
0: a little something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> One other thing is that, like, Isaiah Thomas mentioned this in the documentary, but, like, the whole thing with uh, no handshake, yeah. you know? Everybody went crazy that the Pistons didn't shake. The Bulls' hands on. oh, this is disrespectful. But, like, the Celtics didn't do that to them. And the Pistons had to beat the Celtics. That was the team they had to exactly. overcome to come in the limelight. And IT brings this up. They didn't shake hands. Only one player did when Isaiah Thomas went and hunted him down. And I
1: that still happens today. I mean, look, in 2016 when the Cavs won the finals and when they got back 3-1 against the Warriors, Draymond Green didn't shake their hand. Draymond Green went to the locker room and and he cried and called Kevin Durant and said, "Come play for us." You know that's <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a whole team walk off, but it still happens today. I mean, some players are so salty about losing that they just won't shake your hand. So I think it it, it definitely happens today. I don't think it's just a thing that the Pistons did. Like you said, the Celtics did it too.
0: I think Draymond Green is the only bad boy left. <laughs> I don't even know if he's a bad boy. He, you see what? I mean, like he'd be the only player I could see like on a team like the Bad boy. Did
1: you see what he was saying about how him and Steph changed the game more than Rodman and Jordan? I think like, you are delirious.
0: I don't know about that, Chief. That's that's a that's a hot take that's right so there. Like, take. Is Steph Curry the most the most efficient and best shooter of all yeah. time? Yes. Like that's you can statistically prove. What did that.
1: Draymond Green do though? Like <laughs> that was Steph Curry. That wasn't you, dude.
0: Yeah, Draymond Green is like he's he's a defensive powerhouse i mean like i remember he once got a triple double without points which is like incredible Mm -hmm. so like i don't think he's like a game changer he's an amazing athlete he's not like a game changer like like rodman was like rodman rodman was locked down defense to another level quick
1: question what do you which hairstyle of his was your favorite
0: of yes
1: he had the cheetah print he had like the ice cream like all the different colors his hair was crazy, dude.
0: I gotta go with the cheetah myself. Yeah, like, that 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 looks pretty cool. Like,
1: and then the whole this documentary is just crazy about how Jordan had to go to Vegas to get Rodman in the middle of this.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, I heard about that, and I was like, okay, I really need to watch watch. It was like this. A soap opera. And, um, it's like the NBA is not like
1: that yeah. anymore.
0: You know, it begs the question. You know, it's it says at the beginning that there was a ESPN crew that. Uh, Followed them around for that season. I wonder if there's an ESPN crew member who went with Jordan, and can we see that tape? Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: and it, it makes you wonder yeah. if that's happening. You know, in today's NBA, are people trying to get some film for documentaries for the future? Has LeBron done that? Did Kobe do that? You know, it just makes you start to wonder. Will we see that in the future?
0: I think I think we will. Not necessarily from like from like an ESPN. All right, our team is going to go, and we're yeah. Gonna, we're going to shoot this because there's so many camera cell phones, mm-hmm. you know, there's cameras everywhere. And um, I think that there's an abundance of footage now that there never was back in those days. Yeah, and but,
1: with Kobe's passing, uh, you know, RIP, it was devastating. In January, I totally think we're going to see a huge, as big as the Last Dance documentary or something of the sort about Kobe. I mean, he deserves it. Mm-hmm. I think he's already had a 30 for 30 with Shaq, but like he deserves yeah, he, was, he, was- I, he deserves something this big. So I, I'm pretty sure we'll see it. I mean, Le- when LeBron retires, there's going to be countless documentaries on the rest of his career. And you
0: know. oh, and there's going to be one on Tom Brady. So oh yeah, know.
1: oh for sure. That's just a sport, but I agree. Yeah, I agree. Did you hear that? Um, Michael Jordan had all this film sitting in like a bunker or you know some trailer or something. Um, until LeBron came back from three-one, and then he said, "Okay, let's do the documentary." Do you think that has anything to do with Jordan being afraid of his legacy being overshadowed by LeBron? Because LeBron came back from 3-1, and he really thought, okay, now I need this documentary to really show myself that I'm the GOAT. Or do you think it was just a coincidence?
0: Well, from from 3-1, what do you mean by When that? he was
1: down from the Warriors, when they were in Oh, Sorry, I should have clarified. When LeBron won his third title. Okay. That's what Jordan said. Okay. It's been confirmed that's when he said, okay, we're doing the documentary, I'm releasing it, was the day that the Cavs – at their championship parade.
0: I think that Jordan is definitely, because it's like one of the things that this series really highlights, I think is true, is that Jordan is the ultimate competitor. Like he is someone who hungers and craves to win like no one else. And that's the reason he's Michael Jordan. And I think that a potential threat to his legacy or something of that nature, I think he would be scared of you know, because he can't play anymore. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's probably the reason, because um, yeah that that would that would make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, I saw some people being like, "Oh, that's a coincidence," you know. He's not scared of LeBron. LeBron only has three championships, but
0: I mean, there's no way. That, I, he, that, I don't know if "scared" would be the word. Yeah, I, guess. I agree. Or like cautious or nervous, maybe something like that. Yeah, I agree. I
1: agree.
0: I was when I was watching this, and I uh, was watching the episode with the. Uh, Or uh, when uh, Jordan and uh, Rodman and everybody else was talking about Bulls and Pistons. Something that Mm -hmm. really stuck out to me was that Jordan genuinely hated and still hates the Pistons. Like you can see it in his face. Like they were talking about the Pistons. He's like, oh, the Pistons. I hate those people. This is some choice language. Or and also like they had players like Horace Green. He's like straight up, just, yeah. you know. He's like he's like tossing them out straight up. And I'm just like, wow, yeah. this is like this is something you don't really experience mm-hmm. in uh in sports today. So I guess that that prompted the question for me. Do you think there's any rivalries re- left in major sports? Major sports being NFL,
1: basketball, MLB,
0: MLB, NHL, NBA. Do you think there's any rivalries left?
1: um i mean for sure in the nba i think you know the whole Cavs warriors thing they went to the you know they played each other in the finals what was it three four years in a row um draymond green wore shirts taunting the Cavs after they left um in 2016 clay thompson said that lebron got his feelings hurt um you know i think they hate each other truly and i think truly that the warriors hated the Cavs and I think maybe in, like, the 2000s, it was, like, Celtics-Lakers. Because you look at, like, Kevin Garnett um, and, like, Paul Pearson stuff. They talk crap about the Lakers all the time.
0: I think I think that's that's a little old, though. Yeah. 2000s. We're in the 2020s. I know. Like, it's crazy. But, like...
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. Cavs-Warriors, though. I think that's a major rivalry. You could probably pick...
0: I would disagree with you, actually. Really? Cause I think that rivalry was more Golden State-LeBron. Not necessarily Cavs-Warriors. Cause, because... If LeBron makes if LeBron were to play Golden State in the Eastern Conference Finals, that would that animosity would still be mm-hmm. there. And that's because the focus would, would be on LeBron. It's all it's always been on LeBron. Like, let's be honest. It's always been on LeBron, mm-hmm. not on the Cavs.
1: I um, do think that there were some players on the Cavs that didn't like the Warriors. It wasn't really like Kyrie. I mean, yeah. really
0: well, know. I mean like if you're going to the finals and there's a team that beats you again and again, of course won, you're going to hate them. But, yes. but but I don't think that's the source of the hatred.
1: Yeah. I just think they hated LeBron because he was really the only thing holding them back from you know running through the league year after year after year. And they did, but at least he won yeah. one in 2016.
0: Yeah, they still, they still did. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, talk about Golden State real quick to kind of get off topic. <laughs> I mean, like, I know they're reloading this year, but I thought they were going to – gonna be uh more dominant for longer
1: yeah I think honestly this is a hot take I think Kevin Durant coming to the world did more harm than good because they got really? they got a championship with him in 2017 and then they won in 2018 but then the Raptors beat them right. last year because of KD's injury because you think about it KD came in and now he's the new best player on the team arguably Steph Curry got less shots and there's players in the Warriors like Draymond Green that said that Kevin Durant be- became a wedge between the team of you know the original three of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, you know Draymond Green, and with those three they already had already won a championship in 2015, lost in 2016. And I think they would have continued to grow and get better players and get a better bench, but Kevin Durant coming in and winning them championships kind of derailed that legacy and just made it like oh Kevin Durant's gone now we have to start over from what we would have been starting with at 2016. So I do think he got him two titles, but I don't know. It hurt the chemistry a lot.
0: I could definitely see that, and also the way the trades went down. Because so they traded Kevin Durant for uh, for I For what's his D. name? D'Angelo Russell. Um, thank you, D'Angelo yeah. Russell. So, they got D'Angelo Russell. Nice player, best player on the Nets. But they weren't looking to keep him. They were looking to trade him away, and they trade him away for Wiggins. I believe it's Andrew yeah. Wiggins. I think like, Andrew rid of Wiggins, them, to be honest. Andrew Wiggins is, is not a good player. I know. He's just bad. That's like that's mismanagement from the organization. So not only did, did Kevin Rank create animosity, I do agree with you with that. He he caused some tension some tension. But like they really screwed themselves with trading mm-hmm. for Wiggins as well. But they do they will have a good draft pick this year. One question
1: yes. I want to ask you, who wins in a seven-game series, the 2017-2018 Warriors or the 96-97 Bulls?
0: So I have given this some thought. I find it ironic that Steve Kerr would be on both teams. But <laughs> That's um, funny. So here, here, here's, here's why I'm thinking. The Warriors are a scoring machine. Mm-hmm. Especially with Kevin. But Yes. It depends though which refs like what kind of rule system we have. So like if if we're in the Bull's time period, then like a lot of things that we count as like flagrants today would be okay. Yeah. Right. Let's okay, let's 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 just assume there's a fair playing ground. Fair playing ground. So Golden State would have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant. Right? As
1: the four main superstars.
0: Yes, as their four as their the four, four, four yeah. And then and then the Bulls would have Michael Jordan, Scott Pippen, Dennis Rodman, and the rest yep. of their team. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you, I think that the I think Golden State would would crush them actually I, because yeah. they're such a high octane scoring team. And their defense is really good too. Like I think they can just score at will. Kevin Durant is the second best pure scorer in the league, number one being James Harden. And, and you also have the best shooter of all time. You have Draymond Green. Like that voice crack. You have Draymond Green. Like and Klay Thompson. Klee Thompson, best shooter league.
1: of all time, my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I, I just I know MJ's the greatest. And I'm when I watch him, he's done things I've never seen and I probably never will see. And Scott Pippen's amazing too. Dem- Dennis is a great player. I don't think they can compare with the scoring.
1: I think Golden State takes it in seven, just because I think Michael Jordan locks down Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. He can only get one of them, though. I think Scottie Pippen does mm-hmm. a pretty good job.
0: Scott Pippen's great at defense. Yeah, too. I think
1: Pippen does a great job of locking down Durant as much as he can. I still think Durant, you know, he's seven feet tall and can shoot like he's Steph Curry, so I still
0: think he, he's an unguardable yeah, player. Yeah, exactly. You can't draw- I still
1: think he takes Pippen to the wheelhouse, you know, four out of five times. Um, but at the same time, I think that the you know the Bulls are the Bulls, and I think they would get some buckets. They would get in their heads, definitely play some mind games, um, be physical with mm-hmm. them. But I still think the Warriors would come out on top at the end.
0: That's a good point too, because I, I think that maybe they won't crush them because I think Jordan has the potential to will his team to greater things, mm-hmm. and um, and just the his his mental fortitude is so great because it was forged by the Pistons, mm-hmm. like you saw when they lost the Pistons, I believe is the second time. Like, Jordan's, like, all right, this off season, we're just going to work out and work out. Like, that's what it takes to become uh, incredible. Like there's a difference between winning a championship and being a great team and being an incredible team. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think that the Pistons were that gauntlet for them. They really pushed Jordan to say, all right, I need to, I need to go all in all the time. Mm -hmm. Like even during the summer, I am going to work out, and my teammates are going to work out, and the whole team benefit. The whole team benefit. And uh, they also kept their chemistry, too, which is incredible. But um, I think that mental fortitude is a lot better than what Golden State has. Because, you know, Golden State, you know. Yeah. They had a 3-1 lead over LeBron, and they still lost. I know it, was, it was also because of Draymond Green, but the fact remains. They blew a 3-1 lead. They did. So
1: some of the final thoughts I had. What was your favorite moment so far in this series? Favorite moment.
0: My favorite moment so far. I want to say it was when it was when Jordan looked at the recording. It was what um, Isaiah Thomas was talking about when 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 Isaiah Thomas was talking about the walk off, and Jordan was like, "There is nothing he could say that's going to change my mind because it proves and uh, it proves that they hate each other, and it really shows emotion." Something from that you want to get from documentaries, is you want to show emotion. I think they do that really well. So seeing that was really cool. I I really love that mm.
1: moment. I'm gonna pick something just funnier. I think I it made me laugh my butt off when they went to Vegas and got and got Rodman. That was the, oh
0: my god. That was yeah.
1: insane. I could not think of that happening in today's sports. I think that was awesome so far. Obviously, I love yeah. all the stuff with the Pistons, except for them, you know, being painted in a very bad light. But I did like right. that. I think it's a very great documentary yeah. so far.
0: I think it's a great documentary as well. Do um, you have any more thoughts? Uh, no, that should wrap it up. <laughs>
1: Alrighty, folks. That's all for today. But we'll be back next week with another episode of The Factory Report. If you do like our show, be sure to subscribe to be notified of the next episode. For M. Duran, Michigan, I'm Caleb Burlingame.
0: From my bedroom, I'm Luke Ramban.
1: Saying thank you for washing your hands and staying six feet apart. We'll see you next week on The Factory Report.
0: (laughs) All right.